Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome into the Believe in the Cowboys podcast here on the Believe Podcast Network, the podcast network for professional podcasters. Brought to you by betonline.ag. The NFL season is in full swing. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be on the action at BetOnline. From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always the online casino as well. It never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. I'm Paul Catalina, joined by former Cowboys cornerback Orlando Scandrick. And Orlando, we saw, I guess, more of the same from the Cowboys. I mean, there were some positives to glean from this game, but ultimately this is a this is a bad football team right now that lost to another bad football team last night and was one of the worst games I've ever had to watch in my life. It was painful to my ears. <laughs> I looked and I was just like, what am I watching? But key, key. It was painful to my ears. I, we haven't even got to the fact what it did to my eyes yet. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was it was really hard to watch. Um, I was really disappointed. I was disappointed in the Cowboys' offensive coaching staff to the fact that you guys drafted a player um, seventh round. This is a use a draft pick. Draft picks are valuable in the National Football League. That's why you see a lot of still productive players getting traded for late draft round p- draft picks, conditional picks, and you guys drafted a player that looked like. He was totally incompetent and has no business in the National Football League. Um, maybe you might see it a little different than me, but it looks like, you know, when you revert revert to doing double reverses to Cedric Wilson and then you run it multiple times in one game, it's just, it's pathetic. It, it was pathetic. Yeah, I my, my thought on Ben DiNucci, before I had even seen him play was, this is someone who never thought in his wildest dreams that he would be starting a game in the NFL this season for this team when he got there. So you have that. Then this is also a guy who the first action he's ever seen in the NFL against another team is in a divisional game that counts. He didn't, I mean, he didn't even get to like run it out against, uh, you know, other guys of his same stature uh, in a preseason game, but to get those reps that that never happened. So to think there would be anything good from Ben DiNucci would have been wide-eyed optimism that I can't even wrap my head around. So before I even saw him play, I thought, well, there's no, I mean, like the ceiling for him is very low. Like, like don't, you know, burn the stadium down and you're, you're, you're out ahead. Like that, that's like, honestly what I thought about it. And uh, he, I mean, he just looked, he just looked really bad at times. I mean, it like, and again, like he, again, I don't know how you could expect him to look good given anything about him. I mean, he's from James Madison. He's a seventh round pick. Uh, you know, you shouldn't expect him to be that good that quickly, but you know, it doesn't look like this is a guy who's anywhere close to ready to be an NFL quarterback. 
So, Paul, this is maybe our, no, this is maybe our 16th, 17th episode. So, I feel comfortable. We got a rapport. So, I'm going to give you a nickname. It's Paulie. Okay. So, Paulie, <laughs> I'm going to let you be the player. What did you see last night, whether it be throw rise, whether it be moxie, whether it be confidence, whether it be anything? I seen him run a quarterback read or zone read, and he just looked scared. He was tiptoeing. He didn't even look like he was running. Several times. I've seen him miss some wide open throws early in the game. I've seen him miss. He missed a guy down the sideline. He throws a, a back shoulder. Without, I don't even think he tried to back shoulder it because I don't even, I don't know a lot of quarterbacks in the NFL outside of maybe Mahomes, maybe Russell Wilson, maybe Aaron Rodgers. That's consistently hitting back shoulder, back shoulder, back shoulder throws. You know, Drew Brees when he was younger, Tom Brady. But, but I don't even think he tried to back shoulder that throw to Gallup. He, he looked awful. When you resorted to running the ball eight times on the drive and settling for fifty plus yard field goals, yeah, no, that like they 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 knew he. If I'm the player, like I have no comment. Like I'm I'm desperately wanting Andy Dalton back. If I'm a player on that team, and 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 not like he set the world on fire, but at least I know what I'm getting from Andy Dalton as opposed to that. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I like the the Cowboys don't need to see Ben DiNucci again for the rest of the year. As a matter of fact, like. You know, maybe bump him down to the practice squad where he can get some real, you know, where he can be more valuable and, and let Garrett Gilbert be the backup because at least he's got NFL experience. And I mean, they they also signed back Cooper Rush, yeah. a guy that at least has been around. Um, I, I just, I, I'm going to be critical right now. I don't know how much faith I have in Mike McCarthy. This is the same guy who drafted Alex Smith over Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. This is also the same guy who every time – Aaron Rodgers wasn't in a game aside from the time that they came to Cowboy Stadium and got out of the hole with Matt Flynn. But aside from that, this is a guy that every time he didn't have Aaron Rodgers, he was terrible. They were God awful. They were God awful when they had Hunley. They were God awful the times they had to play Scott Tolzien and, and Matt Flynn. They, were, they weren't very good. I mean, the offense didn't look innovative. I mean, if you call it innovative trying to do double reverses, they just didn't look like they, they have a plan. Um, they finally got some life out of their defense. And, you know, you got all these weapons. And, you know, you got a Philadelphia Eagle team who doesn't pressure a lot, who don't do a lot of exotic looks, who just line up and play and let their guys rush and let their guys cover. And they just didn't get anything going. And here we are with five quarters, maybe five and a half quarters of the Gucci Danucci era. And he's got four, he's got four fumbles already. Yeah, no, he, he, he looked bad. And, you know, um, the defense, the defense had its best game of the year, but I don't know how much of that. And then look, they played hard. They certainly did play harder. Demarcus Lawrence looked like him more of himself, uh, last night than he has, has all year. That was a bright spot. Uh, Leighton Vander Ash made some good plays. Uh, I, I still think Jalen Smith looks looks like he's he's not in the same place as everybody else. And I know Trayvon Diggs had two picks, but Carson Wentz has gotten worse every year. I, I, I mean, a couple of years ago when he came to the league, I thought, man, this guy's going to be something to be reckoned with for years to come, though, as, as well as he played early on in his career. But here we are in his, what, you know, fourth, fifth year, and man, he just looks, I mean, bad. And it was able to, the, he, made the cow, he made the Cowboys defense look, like, you know, they could stop people last night. And that was not so much a testament to them as it was to he was really bad last night. 
Yeah. Their offense, man, it's just it's just kind of stagnant right now. Um, the Eagles aren't a really good football team, but they do got some just does some um some good players. Carson Woods is still he's he's competent. You know, he can make some plays at times and you know, they have a really good defensive line like we talked this week before and I mean, at the beginning of the season, you know, you weren't you kind of knew that you were going to struggle with Steele playing, but Steele just looks Brandon Steele's is now. He looks awful now. Mm-hmm. He looks terrible. Um, I just think you're not getting any push from the O line. You're not moving people around. You know, yeah, they had some good runs at time because I, but you know, the Eagles and Schwartz employ they employ the wide nine technique and they get up the field. So you're gonna you're able to gash them at times. But you you would think when you're gashing them at time for some six seven eight yard runs, you're like, all right, here comes a play action. We're gonna get a deep over. Here comes the play action. We're gonna take a shot. But it's just like it was it, it was pathe- it was a pathetic display of football to me and. I'm looking at this and I, I honestly, I looked over the Cowboys schedule last night. I looked over it this morning and I don't know how they win another game. No, I mean, look, there's some teams on it that, you know, uh, certainly will probably have similar problems to the Cowboys. I mean, they got the 49ers uh, eventually and that team's got a ton of injuries too, but they're still better it, they're, than I'm the Cowboys. There's yeah. no way in hell the Dallas Cowboys are going to beat the San Francisco 49ers. No, no, no. Yeah, I was getting to that. Like I, you know, look, they've got like the, the, the 49ers have similar injury problems to the Cowboys, but they're better at all those positions where the Cowboys lost guys that the 49ers have been able to at least passively replace them. And, uh, you know, they play, they still play defense. I mean, they like, even they're they had a rough night last night. I know against the Seahawks and that offense, but everybody's gonna. So uh, most of the, you know, Robert Sala and the defense are going to, they're going to play hard on that defense. Mike Nolan, who was run out of San Francisco, uh, he, he, he doesn't have that. He is not going to have that. They're not, they're not doing the same things there. So yeah, they've got the, the Steelers this week and that game, the Steelers might be able to, you know, as much as you can in the NFL, name their score because I don't, I mean, I mean that's going to be bad. The problem is the Cowboys can't consistently move the ball. Mm-hmm. They can't block anybody up front. They're consistently behind the chains. And on defense, teams just do whatever they want to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like whenever they want to. Whenever they want to, whatever they want to. That's why I was surprised that the Eagles last night, when Carson Wentz was was really just in his struggles so much, that they didn't just turn and hand the ball off to Scott and Clement. I know that's not your starting running backs, but... It hasn't mattered. I mean, Scott was averaging at one point, I think, seven, eight yards of carry, and they, they still weren't just – just turn around and hand him the ball. I mean, it, the, nothing bad's going to happen. It, it, Carson, what, Went, Carson Wentz making bad things happen. Boston Scott and Corey Clement. I mean what's, – What's odd about that is the, Eagle was, the Eagles were without both of their starting tackles from what they anticipated of their week one roster. On the week one roster – they came out and they were playing. They're going to have Lane Johnson. And then they're going to have the kid they drafted from Washington State in the top 15. Both of those guys were out last night. And then they were thinking, okay, Brandon Brooks is a guy who was a pro bowler, was an all pro last year. He was out. So then you were thinking, okay, now we're going to move Peters to guard. Well, now Peters ended up getting, coming back late. You know, he's been banged up. He was at left tackle. And then they're just, you know, as for them, the only mainstay for them has been Nate Herb, Herbeg. <laughs> and Kelsey. And then, you know, you're missing Zach Ertz, who's your starting tight end. You know, who's been your Mr. Reliable. Uh, you get Dallas Goddard back. And, you know, on D- on offense, you're missing Deshaun Jackson, Alshon Jeffrey. 
you know, you're, you're playing with getting Rager back, which is he's playing like his second or third game. He's still running around, not really knowing what's going on again. And a, a bunch of other receivers. And, you know, when you think about late round picks to go back to Danucci, you look and see what Travis Fulgham has, has been able to do with Philadelphia. I mean, he's been a serious bright spot and, you know, at times he, he was getting major separation and, I'm, a little, I'm still a little indifferent on Diggs. And yes, he did have two picks, but he gave up two touchdowns. So how I look at it is he had two interceptions equals zero points. He gave up two touchdowns equals 14 points. Yeah, no, he's he's still operating at a deficit. And this is something we're probably going to talk about a lot. I wonder, and again, uh, you know, at what point are they doing, you know, with this defensive scheme, are they doing more harm than good with Trayvon Diggs? You know, and like that had to be good for his confidence last night to get those picks, but he also gave up. The touchdowns, like you said. So does it like it's not like it balances the scales evenly. You know, each of them are worth, you know, the same emotional weight when you do them. So because the game's different, you know, sometimes you can have it, you know, you can have an interception in a game that ultimately like this one, like did it. I mean, in the grand scheme of the game, did those interceptions matter? They still lost and they still weren't in it. I'd give up interceptions. I'd give up those two interceptions. Me personally for giving up two big play. I mean, give up two touchdowns. And then he also gave up another big play that led to a touchdown, which got the ball down to about the two or the three yard line. Yeah. So essentially he's responsible for it, you know, and I think that at some point you're going to have to say, you know, the kid's got talent and, you know, he's salvageable mentally and you're going to have to get him a fresh start, whether it be a new defensive back coach, whether it be a new corners coach or whether it be a new defensive coordinator. But what you're doing right now is for a young player like that, you're, letting them get in their mind and Diggs comes from a rich tradition at Nick Saban in Alabama and a long line of great defense and great defensive back play. And, you know, at some point you have to get him back to that and get him back to being comfortable. And I know he just doesn't look comfortable. He doesn't look comfortable in man-to-man press coverage at all. He makes most of his plays when he's off and he can see the quarterback. But the drawback on that is when he's off and he sees a quarterback, you know, he doesn't have the eye discipline to be able to do that consistently. Yeah. And you know, I, I know they're going to get Cheeto Awuzie back, and, and maybe that helps take him out of the rotation a little bit more so there's not so much on him. But Cheeto Awuzie has not really set the world on fire at all either. You know, and, and, and they've got impending free agents in the secondary that are uh, they're impending. They're, they're just going to let it, they're going to let them walk. I mean, they, have, they haven't done anything. And I mean, who, who do you resign out of there? I mean, I mean yeah, we can bring in Cheeto Awuzie at two and six. No, they're they're probably almost out of contention, and he's a free agent. And I mean, what am I going to sit down, digs for, and he can get valuable experience? Yeah, and, you know, I don't want to put him, you know, mess with his confidence anymore. But if you we want to talk about the free agency, you have Xavier Woods, you have Darian Thompson, you have Cheeto Awuzie, you have Jordan Lewis. They're all free agents. Like, what what do you do with those guys? Yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, I, there's. Uh, you you sent me a text last night, and it was that graphic that the Pro Football Focus came up with, and it was where all the Cowboys' defensive backs were rated, and Xavier Woods was the highest ranked one, and he was still, you know, what thirty eight or something out of I can pull I guess I can pull up the picture and look at it on my phone, but thirty eight out of a hundred, so at best they have the thirty eighth best defensive back at a position. In yeah, but the that's NFL. based off of analytical. I don't yeah. I don't look. I don't look and put too much in an analytical graph. It's just interesting to see that. Mm-hmm. But when you do see that off of an analytical graph that your top three DBs are all in the bottom percentile, 90, 94, 
97 out of 110, that's, that's, that's pretty bad. Yeah, he was 26th out of 85, and Donovan Wilson was 79 out of 85, and that's your five starting defensive backs there. So, yeah, they're, they're, <laughs> they're not good there, and you know, you've got, you've got the, the rookie there. Okay, so you keep him, obviously. I mean, he's he's back, but they could. And again, there's there's a lot of guys. They could they could make wholesale changes on this defense, and I, I couldn't. You couldn't begrudge them for that. As bad as people have played, and they've already started really doing. I mean, getting rid of three guys last week that you brought in the offseason, and you weren't even expecting them to be there that long. Getting rid of that is you know kind of kind of moving down in that direction. I mean, this is. Uh, I I'm also I thought about this last night. Uh, if Mike Nolan is back as the defensive coordinator, Mike McCarthy should like do barnstorming tours around the country like the dude from Wolf of Wall Street and tell them how to sell pencils to people. You know, like it just that that would be the greatest sell job on Jerry Jones, who I believe is the world's greatest salesman anyway. Like to sell Jerry Jones on that after a year, and maybe he will, but I, I do think that if Mike McCarthy wants to get a real foothold with the Cowboys, it's going to have to start with letting go of Mike Nolan eventually because there, I mean, he, there's nothing to say and, and he can't blame it on, he cannot blame it on COVID. Like you can only, I mean, he can't blame the, it on COVID. I look at the best, one of the best predictors of the future is the past. And just Mike Nolan's, the game may have just passed him. It just, yeah. when you, it, you may be able to blame it on COVID, but it's a results business. And are you willing to risk another year of players in their prime and take a chance on Mike, Mike Nolan? And if you do, what do you have in place that if you get halfway through the season and this is happening, of who's going to take over? So if you look at the staff, who on that staff that you see, and I'll go down because I, I mean, I know it pretty well from looking at it. Jim Tom Sewell is your D-line coach. Um, I have no idea who your linebackers coach is. Your secondary coach is Al Harris and a guy from college that doesn't have most much NFL experience. And what, what what would you do if Mike Nolan wasn't your coordinator? Which one of those guys would you make? Would you take George Edwards, a guy that was at Minnesota and who didn't even really call plays there with Zimmer? Would you take him and make him the coach? Because now you're going to say you're going to go from a three four to a four three mid season. Yeah. So I think that's a that's a tough that's a tough a tough decision that's going to have to be made. And I mean. Obviously, it's going to depend on what are you going to do long term as far as far as signing players. And, you know, we're going to all have to start looking at it right now. Jalen has regressed immensely. What do you do with him in the offseason? Do you pay him nine or ten million dollars or whatever it is he's supposed to make again for another year? Or what do you do there? What do you draft? Like, what, what are your positions of need? The positions of need for me for the Dallas Cowboys are good players. They just don't have enough good players. Yeah, they... <laughs> No, no, they, they don't. I mean, they, they um, you know, Jalen and look, Jalen Smith is a, is I, I like, I don't, he's someone that contractually they can get out from under pretty quickly. And that's why I think he's going to start playing better uh, because, you know, I, I don't see bringing him back at the way he's played this year. And I, I, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have told you that a year ago because of, of, of what he was, I mean, the way he was playing before, but he's regressed, um, you know, and you've got, you've, you've got a lot of big things. You've got, you got one big thing you got to take care of and, you know, and then, and then you've got a lot of other needs. So they've got to find a way to wrap their arms around this window, you know, because they, they've already, you know, this is a lost year, no matter what. And, you know, you're, 
if you think you've got a window, they've got to figure out how to do that. And I don't know. I'm like, I, you know, I don't think McCarthy's going anywhere. I don't think Jerry's going to change head coaches after a year, but I, yeah, I don't see that happening. I, mean, I don't see I mean, that but, happening, but, but you know, what, what, what are you, you, you're going to have to eventually get, you know, they have no depth whatsoever. Mm-hmm. They have one pass rusher. Mm-hmm. Um, Alden Smith's kind of been, you know, just a guy since the first few games. Um, you got Randy Gregory back, you know, you, you don't, you only have one guy that's really a, like an impact guy. What you got from Robert Quinn last year, you would love to get that from Randy Gregory or from Alden Smith. I just don't think that that's realistic. Um, the long-term health of Leighton Fender is just definitely an issue. And from your, your back end, like you need to have some type of cohesiveness, some type of stability. And like, uh, I don't even, if you do keep these guys like contractually, what do you, what do you pay them? Mm-hmm. Like, how do you pay them? Not, not how it's in terms of like, where's the money going to come from? Like, what do you pay them? Like, what are you paying for? Yeah. Like I, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to go, I'm a guy that was there for 10 years, you know, and I never was a big time interception guy, but I affected the game, whether it was in sacks, whether it was in strips, whether it was in other ways. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. And I mean, you were watching this thing. Like, I feel like younger in the prime of my career, I had big time effects on games. Like, you know, you knew what you were going to get from me. You knew I was going to compete. You knew that, you know, I was going to affect the game. I may sack the quarterback, may strip, may get an interception. You know, at times, you know, I did give up plays, you know, and that's, that's normal. But out of these guys, like, what do you, when you look at them, like, when I, Here's what I'll tell you about you, Orlando, and just by comparison. Never once in your, your, your years with the Cowboys, never once did anybody, like, was there ever any, like, in my, at least from my business and my perspective of, you know, analyzing and talking about games was, man, they, they got to do something about that damn Scandrick. Like, I mean, like never, it was never that, like never like, oh my God, like they talk about Cheeto Wuzier or Jordan Lewis or, you know, all that. Like there's never that talk. It was, you were, you were like the, the st- like, oh, hey, they found a fifth round pick that did something like that was, yeah. especially given the draft that you came the draft that you came after the one that they had that they didn't get anybody in yeah. uh, like that was, that was a really like a big thing for them to get a fifth round pick that contributed for a long time. And that's what they're not getting now because you've got it. Like they're great at first round picks for the most part. They, I mean, like they'll nail the first round pick, you know, CD lamb, Zeke Elliott, you know, but when I think about CD Lamb, that was an accessory, not as necessity. No, it was, it was. But like, again, the, yeah, exactly. But uh, the, you know, you can go back in their history, and most of the time, they just they really do that. That first round pick, man, they nail it. You know, and then after Jimmy Johnson left, really, they they had a hard time. They've had a hard time finding guys that were fourth round, fifth round, you know, and you get one offs like a Dak or a Orlando Skandrick or a Michael Gallup. But after the first two rounds, it's like they either reach too far or they, they, they just kind of take something like, well, this guy went to Oklahoma. He should be fine. You know? And like, th- that's what it seems like to me. I know there's more to it than that, but they miss on those a lot. And then they don't get to second contracts with guys who were, who were fourth and fifth round picks. Like they run through their four years and it's like, okay, well, Go ahead. I mean, you don't you don't have guys that are later on pace like myself that you can say. But with them, it's been either it's going to be a superstar or he's out of there in four years. You don't get the guy that said, you know, he's not quite to superstar level as myself, but he's, he's sturdy. You know, we know that he's a guy that we can count on. We know he's in our top 25 
people on a roster. Like you just don't get those guys. And as much as I love Anthony Brown and I play with him for so long, I just, I don't, has he peaked? Well, I think and then, his best, I think his best season was his rookie year. Well, and, and also you got to wonder like, is he in the, even the right role now? Yeah. Yeah. I mean like, or is he being forced to do something that like he shouldn't have ever been asked to do? Because yeah. of what what he like what he was when his when his first couple of years he was being asked to to play a completely different role than he is right now, you yeah. know, and maybe that was what he was good at, not this. So yeah. that that's another thing. Are they, are they asking players to do things that aren't? And I think that I mean I think that's true up and down, not just the secondary, but all over the place. Like they're, you know, we said it with DeMarcus Lawrence and, you know, they're asking the best player on their defense to do things that he, he's never done before. But for me, it was like, I was his third corner for, you know, the first five years of my career. And I always had that chip on my shoulder. Like I'm an every down player. I'm an every down player. I'm not a role player. And when I got that opportunity, I took advantage of that opportunity. Mm -hmm. But it's just like some of these guys, you, you know, what are they? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't see it. Mm-hmm. and yeah. it's just like the, the and people you know you can look and get some positive but for me you know the sky is really falling over there no it look i i i like i, I know I, I i listen to their their flagship station a little bit sometimes to hear kind of the pulse of the city and those guys you know they're they're very focused on right now like oh the cowboys should trade everybody they should load up on draft picks and and all all that all right that's all well and good, but the same people are still going to make those draft picks that they haven't hit on in the first place. So giving them more of them while you're going to have to fill your roster with some, you know, lower cost players to the draft. If they're not the right guys, it doesn't matter. You know, it, you know, you're still going to have the same problems. And uh, I, I, yeah, I think the Cowboys are in a spot right now where they, they got to really look at how they're assessing their talent. But for me, it's just like the, I, I don't, I don't know how to say this, but the scheme is one thing. You know, people may be playing out of position, but at what point are you going to get players that are multi-scheme like scheme players that just are ball players and that figure it out, that are students of the game, that love the game and figure it out? And it's just like we can make as many excuses as we want, but, you know, DeMarcus Lawrence is a ball player. You see he's gradually starting to impact the game. I think he had a good game the other night. I don't mm-hmm. think I know. He had a good game, and he's playing hard, and he's starting to impact the game, and, you know, just other guys, LVE's got his feet back wet and, you know, he's starting to impact the game, but they cut, um, they cut Cole for Nelvin Gallimore. And I don't even remember seeing that guy make a play last night. No. And I don't think you're going to see a lot of plays out of that position because they put a lot in that they were going to have McCoy and Poe and McCoy and Poe, uh, not there. They're both gone. And so Antoine Woods had to step back in and play and he's, you know, and he's not playing in the defense, which he was the most successful in either. You know, they're, they're asking him to be a little different. So I saw a lot. I saw more of Tyrone Crawford than we may be seeing all year last night. But I, I, with him, I'm just concerned. And you, you've known him a long, long time. But uh, I'm just concerned that maybe this is kind of it for him. You know, that he's, you know, and that that's something that he's and he's I know his contract's up after this year so that's something that 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 the Cowboys are going to have to probably replace and uh and so that like not only you take away him on the field what he's been for them over the course of his career you take away him in the locker room like there's a lot like there's not a lot of positives I see going through the end of this year and into next year like there's more yeah. questions there's way more questions than answers yeah um 
I mean, I don't know if you don't have, this is the product of not having good draft pick or not developing talent. This is what happens. Yeah. You can't pay, can't pay everyone. No. And they made a huge investment in that offensive line. And most of it hasn't played this year, you know, and, and part of that was just like that, you know, in no way I think did they ever expect in a million years that what happened was going to happen to Travis Frederick happened. You know, he, he got, you know, Guillaume Barre and he had to be out for, for a year. He came back last year and played, but then, you know, he was ready to move on to the next stage of his life. So he did, you know, they, they were expected to have him. So there's some, that was a, you know, that was a guy you expected to have, you know, for a few more years, it's gone. So he's replaced. And then Tyron Smith is going through injuries and Lael Collins never played this. He hasn't played this year because of his, his hip injury. And so you, you looks like you've whiffed on Connor Williams again. And that was a second round pick. So, uh, you know, the, 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 the a position of, of what the whole league thought was the Cowboys have a dominant offensive line has one dominant player on it right now. And that's Zach Martin. And he can't block off all, all four guys that are rushing the passer most downs. He, he only no. deal with what's in front of him. No, I, and I, I agree with that, but you know, next year, these guys are all going to be a year older. Mm-hmm. Um, when you get injured as a person, it's not like a car, you, you know, with car, you, you know, you blow out a spark plug, you put a new one in, it works the same. When you get injured as a player and, you, you know, it, these things pile up against each other and take a toll on your body. Tyron's been back, been banged up for a few years. Lyle was banged up all last year. Um, you know, does Connor Williams, does he take another step? Does he continue to be more consistent? Um, the kid that they drafted from Wisconsin, I mean, I don't see any reason why you put Joe Looney back there. I mean, Tyler seems like he's going to be the future at that position. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Zach's been Mr. Reliable. But, you know, outside of that, what are you? Yeah. No, I, I know. And, and yeah, that, that, that's, that's, that was a strength that now is a, a, something you have to assess. And with everything you have to assess on the other side of the ball, I mean, it makes it – it's a pretty daunting task to think about building the roster and that you have guys who are starting this year who you may not want on your team anywhere near your team next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's my thing. You're gonna go into the year and you're gonna what do you what do you, backup quarterback is a top twenty player on a roster. Yeah, you know well, as you see what backup quarterbacks get played. I don't see. Last night I looked and I said I seen number seven and for a second I thought it was Stephen McGee. <laughs> so this looks familiar. Ah, <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, and, and Stephen McGee was was so well, he was a fourth round pick. Right. Oh, he was so bad. Do you remember when we played him against the Eagles? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. So bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, and he's 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 a he's a legend in College Station, but that's about it. I mean, you took a guy from James Madison that wasn't even like a high a household FCS name. Like I don't, I've never even, I don't remember even hearing this kid's name. Yeah, uh, they did, he was that conference's player of the year, and uh, they did play against North Dakota State in the in the championship. So that was something. But again, what does that matter now? And, uh, yeah. and well, see, I didn't, I didn't know that. And correct me if I'm wrong. And did they win the championship? No, Obviously not. Cause no. North Dakota state is like head and shoulders a bit of ahead of everybody. And yeah, I mean, I don't know, maybe I'm harsh on the kid, but I don't, well, maybe they see he's six foot two inches. Okay. He's slim built. Um, he does, he has a very awkward, it's, his mechanics are terrible. I mean, this sidearm thing, you know, that Mahomes made so famous is, it's something that he does that's additional to his normal game. Um, yeah, but Mahomes, Mahomes can do it because he's Mahomes. 
You know, like, like there's, and, and I, I think this, when you draft someone in the seventh round and then you sign Andy Dalton, my thought is your plan is that we have Andy Dalton for a year and then Ben DiNucci is the back, kind of like they did with Cooper Rush. You know, Cooper Rush was there and then he was the backup and that's just how it worked out. But, uh, but now like, I mean, I know it's just one game from Ben DiNucci, but I, I don't know. I don't know why you keep him around and not have to go reinvest. Cause I, I wouldn't, I don't foresee them bringing back Andy Dalton. And I, I would expect that Andy Dalton tries to go find another starting job somewhere, but which I don't know if he'll be able to get based on uh, how he star, plays. A starting job? I mean, that's what he's going to want to do. I mean, whether that happens or not, or where he can go maybe compete for one with somebody who's quarterback thirsty. You know, where they, there were a lot of quarterback thirsty teams this year, and he didn't even get a sniff. Yeah. No. I mean, like, and it, look, he's probably a backup from here on out, but, you know, the thought was that he would go and try to, like, restart his career in Dallas and then and then move on. And so he'd have to play really well on the way out for that to happen, I think. But yeah, I, I don't see that happening. Um, I don't see it happening at all. Um, maybe I could be wrong. Yeah, no, maybe I, I, I don't. And look, I, <laughs> he, he had, he'd have to play well above where he is in his career right now, his station. He had to play like he was in his first couple of years in Cincinnati when they, when that team was, was pretty good. And, um, and, and made the playoffs. And that would mean raising the level of the offensive line in front of him, which we've talked about at length, is not very good. So even if he was able to play kind of okay, he still has, you know, a mountain to climb in the fact that he's going to be under pressure way more than... Uh, I mean, I think that we're, we're thinking about Andy Dalton as what he's done for us in the past. Yeah, uh, exactly. Just rewind. He played three quarters against the Washington Redskins. Yeah. He looked... Awesome. Terrible and all of it. So yeah, I'm, I'm like I am talking in wild hypotheticals now, Orlando. I mean, like that would be for him to get that he would have to do all this stuff, which is just not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, like if I we live it in the now, it's not going to happen. I just don't see it. I mean, I think he's going to face a harsh look reality. Um, I think you know he's on the, the the backside of his career. You know, the New England Patriots were a quarterback thirsty team. Um, you know, and they settled for Cam Newton and yeah. I don't know. I think that Andy Dalton was good in the scheme of things of what he was asked to do and and Cincinnati. And I just think, you know, once you've been hit so many times, you kind of start to see things, you know, and you're not as comfortable. Yeah, I yeah, they, they like yeah, he's not he's not like and again, everybody thought like, oh, it's great. Andy Dalton will come in here. But, you know, look, the. <laughs> The Bengals had the number one pick in the draft, not because Andy Dalton was. This is not like one of those things where, like with Andrew Luck and Peyton Manning, like Peyton Manning hurt his neck. He was out. The Colts had to make a decision like, okay, well, he's getting older. We don't know if he's going to come back. We're going to go ahead and move on. That was not what the Bengals had. Like the Bengals were bad because of Andy Dalton. Like he was a huge chunk of that. I mean, he wasn't the only problem, but he was one of them. And then the Cowboys, you know, you shouldn't think he's going to come in here and, and, and be fantastic. But for the Bengals to say, we got the number one pick in the draft and we're not even going to like ease him in and we're just going to throw him in, like that shows you that they were fed up with Andy Dalton. And, and, and you know, you think about all the years he went to the playoffs, but the last year they were 2-14. and 14. I believe the year in that before that, they were 7-9. and nine. The year before that, they were under 500. And the year before that, I think they were under 500 as well. So he's been on a steady, steady decline. Yeah. Yeah. So... 
Yeah, it, it, and again, the, the Cowboys, uh, the Cowboys aren't going to help him. Like again, with the situation that they're in, he's bad and they're bad, so they're not going to help each other. It's it's yeah, it's it's tough. Yeah, and you know they, they have and they will have, and it's going to happen every week. They're going to have more questions and answers. You know, there. I mean, there are some things that you're going to keep and build around. Look, you still have. Um, you know, Demarcus Lawrence and Leighton Vander Esch. And um, I mean, look, I, basically all their good things are from Boise State, just like you, Orlando. Yeah, <laughs> so, but, but outside of outside of the, you know, some of the Boise boys, I don't, I don't know. I, I like I, I really don't know what's what's good. You know, hopefully, you know, you hope to see Randy Gregory start to play well and and and, and look like he can he can establish a, a, a career and play all the time. Um you know, I hope that Jalen Smith gets back to what he was a couple of years ago, uh, that the defensive backs stop looking like they just came in off the street. You know, that, but more questions than answers. Yeah. Um, like I said, I think, you know, you're going to have to just use the season to see, like, who's going to compete, who's going to play. And, you know, you just use it as an evaluation process. And although that they're not out of this thing mathematically, their chances look very bleak. Well, the, the Eagles tried to tried to help the Cowboys get back in it last night. I mean, that's all you need to know. That that team that they lost to last night gave them ample opportunity to take first place by themselves, and they couldn't even sniff the end zone. Yeah, I mean, I, I look at the Cowboys as and put their season into a and to one sentence is they're an onside kick and a. Andy Dalton deep pass to Michael Gallup away from being 0 and 8. Yeah, they, they, like the coin flip away, like, and think about that. They'd be a coin flip away with the Jets for the number one pick. Yeah, it's nuts. Yeah. So, uh, and you know, everybody gets excited when their team gets the number one pick, but it's not good. I mean, it's like, it's, you can have some optimism, but that like, doesn't necessarily mean everything's going to be okay. You know, the, <laughs> the last time the Cowboys had it, it was Troy Aikman. So that worked yeah. out. But, you know, for every Troy Aikman, there's, you know, um, you know, you know, there's there's 20 guys that aren't that aren't even close, you know, very, very true. So you can't just rely on that. So there's so, so much to 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 just think about with this team. And they've got they, they got the best team in the NFL coming in this week in the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's going to be a bloodbath, Orlando. That is going to be a bloodbath. And yeah. the last time they played the Steelers was one of my favorite games ever. Was when we went to Pittsburgh, they went to Pittsburgh and went to overtime and Zeke scored that touchdown. That was a fun, fun game. But, man, I, uh, I, <laughs> that, this game is not going to look like that. Uh, yeah, very true. I don't think we went to overtime in that game, though. Was it over or was it just was it at no, right it at the, the end? Yeah, it was the just end. right no. at the end. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and I think um, uh, they didn't end up getting the ball back. They ended up scoring on a fake spike by Ben, and then they didn't end up getting the ball. They were down by double digits, I believe. Yeah, but like, yeah, it was, but it was a really good game. It was a really Absolutely. good game. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Because, because Z, and Zeke had that touchdown where it's like, okay, if, they, if the Steelers get a stop here, then, that, like, then it's kind of on, and then Zeke had that long touchdown. It was, but, it was, it, yeah, it was a fun game. Real fun game. Uh, Absolutely. It's, it's not going to be fun this week. We'll have another podcast a week from now saying like, oh my gosh, like they just look like they got, um, the game's going to look like a wood chipper. Just 
The Steelers will be able to do whatever they want. James Conner's going to have a huge week. That's, I mean, I mean, whatever receiver they decide to throw to this week, which has been different, whether it's Johnson or Claypool or Juju, whatever they want to do. Oh, we'll get into that on our next show later in this week. But, you know, to sum it up, it's hopefully that, you know, they're doing some soul searching and that defense can show some life. And hopefully Andy Dalton can have a, like some type of resurgence or something. And, you know, they can be competitive. Yeah. Hopefully he's healthy. We didn't even know that yet. You know, (laughs) he's got to, he's still got to come back. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, that's, that's all remains to be seen this week. We'll be back later this week with a preview of the Steelers. I'm Paul Catalina. He is former Cowboys cornerback Orlando Scandrick. This is the Believe in the Cowboys podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Please like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.